We talk a lot on this podcast about independent artists developing their careers and turning music into a full-time gig instead of just a hobby. One aspect that we don't discuss enough is the financial side of things. I'm not an expert in that department, but here's a guy who is. Trevor Fisher of Way to Wealth Management is a local certified financial planner who can help you start planning your financial independence. Although Trevor was recommended to me by some local musicians and past guests on the show, he can also help young people plan for their financial future, help those close to retirement map out their next steps, get young families on the road to success, and more. Call Trevor at 204-471-3011 or email him at trevor at way2wealth.ca to get your finances on the right track today. All mutual funds provided through Fundex Investments Incorporated. So if you're in your 30s or older, or maybe even in your late 20s, you probably grew up either playing a Game Boy or having a friend who had one, and you definitely handle that experience of pressing those buttons on the gray machine with that green and black screen. Well, the artist on the episode this week is using Game Boys for something entirely different. Uh, He's a musician who goes by the name Scatter Pattern, and he takes Game Boys, which are fully functional as video gaming machines, and has kind of suited them up and converted them and modified them so he can play music on them. He can make sounds, he can sequence those sounds, and it's a really cool sort of subgenre of music that I really didn't have much, if any, knowledge of beforehand. So I'd been wanting to talk to him for a while, and I'm glad we finally got this to happen. So he's also probably, I'm guessing, the only local artist with his own custom action figure. So we talk about all that in the podcast. We talk about how the Game Boy thing works, about his cardboard box headed stage gear, digital hardcore, chiptune music, and a whole lot more. It's a really interesting conversation, and I have to say it's one of the episodes I've learned the most from, just in the sense that if I talk to a guitar player, I know what a guitar is, I've played a guitar, I know how it works, same with a drummer or a bass player or a keyboard player, or even someone doing samples or rapping or singing, all of those things are pretty common and easy to understand if you've been involved in bands or gone to see bands or listened to most records, you kind of have a basic understanding of how they work. Game Boys as instruments, though, is something entirely different. So give it a listen, check out Scatter Patterns Music on Bandcamp, and I hope you enjoy. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm back in a coffee shop again. Uh, the second home of the show is going to coffee shops on my lunch hour. But um, I'm here with someone who I think we've kind of talked for a while about doing one of these. And it's just because you're not in Winnipeg, it's yeah. never really worked out. But I think that just to start this off, because I have a lot of questions about what you do, uh, but maybe if you want to introduce yourself and just give a kind of a brief overview of what your, your music is, then we can go from there. So my name's Mo. For my music, I go by Scatter Pattern, and I guess... Um, for a long time, I collected synthesizers and drum machines and stuff, and I just improvised and recorded videos of playing that. And then I saw a video of a guy making music with a Game Boy. Yeah. And I thought, how the heck do you do that? And I researched it, and for whatever reason, just that format finally made me want to sit down and write songs. Okay, okay. And so, like, for probably, like, more than 15 years I don't know a long time now I've been playing music and oh, really? then finally about 
five years ago I picked, I bought my first Game Boy actually. Okay. I never had a Game Boy when I was a so kid. So you only had one as an instrument? I got one, yeah, I finally like saw this video and was like, oh That's man. cool. And I went to my friend's house and he's like, oh, you want this Game Boy Color I found? So okay. now you have another, yeah, 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 right on. Well, I, I, that's kind of where maybe a good place to start because when I first saw some of your videos on, on I guess it was Instagram, with the Game Boy, I just, I didn't even realize that that was a thing that people could do. I mean, you know, I've obviously seen synthesizers and pieces of equipment that are made for that, but converting a Game Boy, that's like, even though getting too technical, how does that, how does that work? How, how do you turn that um, into something that makes sounds? The original, like with the Game Boy that I used, uh, it was this guy Johan from Sweden that made a program that uh, turns the Game Boy into a four-channel sequencer and synthesizer. Okay, okay. And then, so instead of being a game at all or having complex graphics, yeah, it just displays data, and then you control the sound chip. With the, with the buttons? With the buttons, okay, yeah. Cool, left, cool. down, up, right, A, B, select, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, huh. You've got ten buttons, and you, there's different commands and different things that you can do. And how, how limited is it? Like, I mean... Are there more things you can add on to it and stuff to, to... Yeah, like, there's all kinds of different things. And, like, over the years, people keep learning more and more. Like, now there's things where people have learned you can turn, like, the Pokemon trading cable. Okay. You can hook that up to an Arduino computer, and then it'll send MIDI messages. Oh, cool. So okay. you can control drum machines or other synthesizers. So From people have stuff where, since the Game Boy's four channels, you could have three keyboards and a drum okay. machine or okay. something in there gets a bit more complex that way or like you can control the Game Boy with Ableton or vice versa okay. so people do some really complex things so now. So it's pretty wide open I guess what you can do with it right? I mean it's a basic thing on its own but you can obviously expand it to. Yeah and like with it being like engineers that came up with some of the first programs and stuff it's an, like an open source thing. Sure so sure. It's like some of the nerds will figure out like oh I can control such and such right, like this right. if I like plug that headphone or like right, it just it just never ends right? like you can figure out like there's those little pocket operator things and you can yeah, trigger, yeah. trigger those with the Game Boy or okay. all kinds of different things people keep learning is there something specific about a Game Boy that makes it able to do this or would it be any handheld um, oh, there's a bunch of different handheld things like the Game Boy for a lot of people is just kind of the aesthetic or like okay. the nostalgic thing or the or maybe they had one anyway and yeah, yeah, yeah and it's just an easy thing like there's another thing like that's I started with the original Game Boy and then later learned you could make music with Game Boy Advance. Okay, okay, okay. So that's what my latest album was with, this new program for the Game Boy Advance. And then next, I keep like thinking about buying um, like a, the PSP, the PlayStation oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Portable. There's a program for that, which is basically this guy said he wrote a love letter to the Game Boy program <laughs> with his PSP. Okay. So it's basically just the Game Boy version times two inside oh, cool. of PSP. Cool, cool. And then there's all kinds of different, like you said, handheld things yeah, that yeah. people have, like the Sega Game Gear people have started making like visual programs okay. instead of okay. music programs. And How long did it take you to learn just with the basic Game Boy? Um, at the start I found a lot of really cool YouTube channels and when I got the Game Boy Color from my friend, I was visiting Manitoba, he gave me the Game Boy Color and I went back to Toronto Okay. and I was traveling to school on the... TTC a lot and different things, so I just sit there with my headphones on. Oh yeah, and just like experimenting, experimenting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And learning and just trying to make different sounds and see what happens, and then or watch a YouTube video, then get on the bus and right. try and recreate what I heard in the YouTube video. Okay, is what you do mostly like 
do you have it pre-figured out ahead of time, or is a lot of it improvised? On the a spot? lot of it's like improvised. Like when I play live, it's all like it's all been programmed at that point. Sure, sure. And I can kind of do little things like remixes and stuff. So it's not every time I play live, the songs sound completely different. Right. But like, as far as when I'm sitting down at home, if I'm like I'm gonna write such and such song, it takes me a while to actually like get what's in my brain into the into Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So when you are playing live, what what does your equipment look like? Is it a Game Boy and maybe a laptop or something, or what do you? What do I you usually I have, it's kind of like a DJ set where you okay. have instead of having two turntables, you have two Game Boys. Oh, right on, right on. So I have my mixer in the middle, and I'll be playing one song on the one Game Boy, and then like it's almost done, so I'll set that Game Boy down, cool. load, load up the next song, get ready, and then slide the crossfader over. And, so like I say, it's just like a DJ set except two Game Boys yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of that, two turntables. That's super cool, actually. Yeah. Is there a big community for this? I imagine online. There is probably now, yeah, massive, like yeah. Online and like actually today, there's I think it's this weekend starting. There's this festival called Magfest, okay. the music and gaming festival. It's been going on for years now, and there's like there's cover bands that play Game Boy songs. There's people that make cool. music with Segas, Commodore 64s, Super Nintendos, Game Boys. Yeah, yeah. Everything that's out there. There's DJs that wear um, Mega Man costumes, like okay, okay. Uh, video game DJ, I think right, is his right. name. He dresses up as Cut Man and plays like. Like, does he play video, video game, game music? Remixes. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Were you like a were are you a, a big video gamer before this too, or um, mainly? For it's instance? always been like a part of my like kind of vicarious thing until like I didn't get my first console until I was thirteen. Like I yeah. got an N sixty four and Goldeneye. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. when I was thirteen, I'm just like oh, this is awesome. But growing up, it was like oh, this cousin has an Atari. Sure, this sure. neighbor has a Sega. And I was kind of yeah. like I said, I never had a Game Boy. Like a lot of people, when I'm talking about making music with Game Boys, they'll ask about like, "Oh, what's your favorite Pokemon?" or different things like <laughs> right, that. Right? right. And I'm like, um, I fought a Bulbasaur once. Like I've never played Pokemon. Yeah, no, games I don't know anything about different things yeah. like that. So I'm just kind of like, I like game, the like Ninja Turtle games and other sure. stuff where you're punching people and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just you hand mash the buttons and just like, yeah. I don't really play the games on the Game Boy anymore when I have time for my Game Boy I'm writing you write music yeah. yeah. Does, does it still play games though? Yeah. It's, 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 it's still functional. It better and looks like I have an LED behind the screen oh, cool. so okay. that when I'm playing I can see it at clubs or whatever. And yeah. And then um, I learned how to modify it so that it's line level for recording. Okay. Cool. So. Cool. Did you have any experience with any of that beforehand? I had an experience with the soldering and stuff. Okay, yeah, because that, that, I imagine, is a bit of a roadblock for some people, right? Just yeah, like, yeah, you don't have to modify the Game Boy, so a lot of people just, like, like my friend Chad, when I was talking about, like, oh, I'm going to pro sound it, and he was like, wow, that's for posers. <laughs> I just got a better mixer, and, like, oh, if you use your EQ right, you don't have to modify right. the Game Boy. Or, like, oh, you can't see it in the dark? <laughs> so but you're some, just making it easier and sound yeah, better, I guess, right? Yeah, it's easier. So do you... Do you think that this fits into the kind of overarching electronic music genre? Do you, do you feel it's, part of that community? Yeah, or? well, it's interesting, like, because at a certain point, like, there's some people that hear it and are like, oh, you're not a real DJ, or, like, right. write it off, and are like, oh, that's cute, you make music with Game Boy, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. have fun. But then there's some people that are just, like, appreciate electronic music and so just see it as another platform right. and they're like oh that's really creative that's cool okay. and so there are people that like are really supportive of it and so there's niches where I meet people that yeah. really appreciate the Game Boy making the sounds it seems like, like you can maybe cross between like the electronic 
community and then the kind of avant-garde like DIY punk rock sort of yeah vibe like as well. there's a few different times where I've just I've opened for punk shows yeah, just yeah, as yeah, like yeah. my friends putting on a punk show and they're like dude people are probably gonna kick out of seeing you yeah. like if you open it up just play for 15 minutes yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. so I tr- I'll like double the tempo of my songs or something <laughs> just like oh I'm playing a punk show yeah, let's yeah. add extra drums or something how does that go over uh, a lot of times people are pretty excited like it's just there's times where people all start moshing or whatever or like <laughs> I, I, a lot of times people ask questions after like people are always curious sure yeah you even don't see that every day right yeah even if they didn't necessarily love the music they'll still come up after and be like what the heck yeah. are you doing yeah. or like when it's I'm kind of like Brandon or Carver I'm from her small town so yeah, like yeah. people are just like oh big surprise look what Mo's doing <laughs> do you have the reputation in yeah the it kind of is like the outsider <laughs> Or like the, I do, I like have done video art and right. been the synth guy for a long time right. and stuff. So. so where do you play shows usually then? Um, for a long time, my friends and I were uh, renting community centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, before it closed down, I was playing a lot of shows at Suds, the okay. university bar. Yeah. I met these guys, the comic book rappers. Read, yeah, I've, I've seen them on. I've seen them on. Uh, social media I haven't actually met them or anything but yeah I don't love them yeah. two guys from Brandon and the one guy makes the beats and then they both rap yeah yeah like, I just I think it was an open mic at Suds and we met each other and kind of oh you guys rap about comic books I make music <laughs> with video games yeah it's we a good, good play fit, shows right? together and we eventually like hung out and cool. like played together at Comic Con and different things oh like cool that. cool are there a lot of uh, community centers out there, like in that area? Because I know one of the big ones just closed, right? Or is closing in Brandon? I um, think I read something about yeah, that. Yeah, well, because I'd played shows there, or been to shows there, yeah, and played shows like there. Park community yeah, center's yeah. been around for a really long time, and I guess is that the one this, going under? Or? That's what it. Yeah, this, there's tr- petitions, and tr- people are trying to talk to the city about getting it back. Yes, yeah. it is a cool place, but it's. I guess the city thinks it would cost more to repair it than to right. tear it down and make something more commercial or something. That's too bad. I don't, know, I don't know what they plan to do if they yeah. do bulldoze it, so I don't Because, yeah, I played there, and I used to, I briefly, for about a year and a half, I lived in Verdon. I was working oh, for the okay. paper out there, and whenever there was punk shows in Brandon, I would drive up to Brandon yeah. and check them out at the community center, was where they seemed to do us to be Yeah, for whatever reason, that was like, yeah, that was, punk, the, spot, right? that was the hub for yeah. punk shows. Just yeah. like you knew every Friday there was going to be some kind of punk show happening yeah. at the park community center, and then yeah. that faded away over time. Well, th- I mean, this is obviously a while ago, but my impression at the time, which would have been mid-2000s, I guess, early to mid-2000s, was that Brandon seemed to be really into metal it seemed like there was yeah. a really strong that's metal always scene. been kind of like the thing is there's like metal people like i don't know if it's a brand and it's like kind of people get angry about their situation or whatever like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I know people that live in brandon that'll be like oh welcome to bland town bland town man it sucks okay. here okay. instead of manitoba yeah, 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 right yeah. so there's a lot of people that don't really like brandon or feel stuck there or whatever so sometimes it kind of makes sense it's sure. just like metal or well Winnipeg same thing I think there's a lot of aggressive music coming yeah. here because people are just it's cold they're frustrated whatever yeah yeah
into it or is it more robotic than, than anything else that's one thing that actually comes up a lot of time whenever I'm putting out like a new album yeah. and my friends will ask like well how do you name your song right yeah how, do you, what's cetera, the feeling behind what you're doing right and yeah. I'm just like well for me music is kind of like the way that I express feelings that I don't really know how to express okay. outside of music okay so every song is like really emotional and I have my own memories attached to writing that song sure. or whatever and then so I don't know I suppose in the songs it probably comes out where it's like, oh, that song is an angry song. Right. Or, oh, that one sounds a little sadder than normal or whatever. Okay. And you probably hear that more than everyone else, obviously, too, right? Because you know what was um, yeah, going Yeah, I know what it. I was trying to yeah. accomplish or whatever, yeah. the feeling that I remember and stuff. Is it harder, though, because you're doing something that's digital and, and electronic? And um, I guess that's probably part of it. Like, it is digital, so a lot of people will get the idea that digital is cold. Digital equals soulless and cold, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's, like it's a robotic computer thing that's happening. It's yeah. like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. It goes and ticks, and it's sure. all, I program it. So, yeah. I mean, that's how it's a lot of electronic music has always been, as you program it, it happens in 16 steps. Sure. You can still get feeling and emotion. And yeah, and I think that's a big knock that a lot of people who don't listen to electronic music have on the genre, because they think, oh, it's just a computer did this, or it's a robot, it's programmed. Yeah. Whereas people who are really into it, obviously, there is emotion behind it, and there is feeling you put into the songs, and whether the average guy can hear it on the street, I mean, people creating it. There's like... It's funny, like I was talking to friends, like I, I came into town for a New Year's Eve party yeah. and I was talking to one of the DJs about like, oh, what, what's really cool for me when I see a DJ set is when I sit there thinking, how can I make that sound with my Game Boy? Yeah. So, or there's like, I've seen metal bands and yeah. gone up to them and been like, I'm going to make a blast beat when I go home. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, I make music with Game Boys yeah. and you inspired me to make metal on my Game Boy tonight. That's so cool. I try and like things like that or that's kind of where some of the inspiration like my punk band broke up and I started buying synths and drum machines sure and I saw that I the start of it was kind of this label they've broke stopped doing stuff now but data thrash recordings okay. and their thing Good was name. like uh, Game Boy music is the next DIY like people are circumventing their own Game Boys and doing whatever they want right. some people were making songs at 250 beats per minute and yelling along yeah, yeah. Hulk ripping their shirts live yeah. and doing that type of thing and that's where I kind of first got inspired by it and then I started meeting more DJs okay. and like kind of met, trying to mesh the two together where it's like punk electronic or something yeah, yeah. 
Is that kind of an extension of the whole digital hardcore thing? Like from the yeah, 90s? Def- yeah, yeah, that's somewhere like inspiration comes from like Gabber and digital yeah, hardcore yeah. and stuff like cool. that. Cool, cool. What is the significance behind the robot head? That was actually originally, um, I'm in a, well, we haven't done stuff in a while, but I'm in this two piece called Robotic Mustache. Okay. And it was basically like, my friend was putting on a show and one of my other friends was like, oh yeah, me and Mo have a band. <laughs> and then he just came up to me and was like, man, we have a, we have a band, we play on Friday, we, we wear masks. Yeah. And I just kind of laughed it off. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, Friday, I'll play bass with a bunch of guitar <laughs> pedals, you'll play drum machine and synths, and yeah. we'll just improv. And he, yeah, just remember, you got to wear a mask. I went to work all week and whatever, Friday came up and I show up. He's wearing this like Freddy Krueger mask right. that he had bleached and like cut holes in and carved stuff. His was all scary and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> mask. Um, looked in the back of my truck and there was like, th- this is the box that's here is the third box that I've had. Okay. Okay. The first box was um, made out of like, I worked at a restaurant and for whatever reason I had a box that held like six packs of straws. Okay. Yeah. yeah and I just yeah. put it on my head. I got a marker and kind of poked where my glasses were yeah, and yeah. drew six holes where my mouth was, cut it up, and the first time it didn't have tinfoil or anything on it, it was just this funny cardboard yeah. box, and I'm like, there's my mask, and my buddy just, all right, sure, <laughs> For we played, like, we played at Park Community Center, and West End Community Center, and things like that, yeah. like I said, it was noise, sometimes we'd clear the room, where, like, sometimes people really didn't like what we were doing, and we just laughed about it and wore our masks okay. and then, like eventually it turned into he started making this really aggressive scary electronic music called witch house okay yeah and then yeah. i started getting into the uh, game, boy, game stuff. boy stuff yeah or like synth wave i guess too like because i do improv stuff with like hardware synthesizers too with more traditional equipment i guess yeah yeah, yeah. was so the mask eventually made its way over to your solo project though? Yeah, so, yeah that was just kind of the transition i just felt like at one time i forget what it was i just felt like putting on my head for one of the shows and yeah it just kept going and then I covered it in more tinfoil and just is it out of a desire to stay anonymous with it or it's not really an anonymous thing because like I say when I started making the music right, I was you were in a yourself. small town yeah, and it yeah. was like who else in this town makes music with a game boy oh yeah, yeah. Well, like people would know my tattoos or just know me right being and just oh I'm always got a box on his head again because <laughs> it just changed over oh he's got Where's Travis? Like, why, where's the other half? Sure. I'm like, oh, things have changed. Blah, blah, blah. Some people would still call Scatter Pattern Robotic Mustache. Just okay, okay. They saw the box on my head, so there was that weird transition where people would still <laughs> they call it was the, the other band, bands. Yeah. And, where's your other body? What's in your hand this time? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's a game. <laughs> yeah. So, but are you planning on keeping that? Like, that's part of the yeah, aesthetic? Yeah, that's kind of just part of the aesthetic. I have, like, there's different times where I've kind of just, like, played last minute oh i'm on this show now and yeah. not have the box with me or just like decided to play without it and okay. just headbang with my dreads out or whatever yeah, yeah, like yeah. so that's one funny thing too is there's times where people ask like oh you've got long hair why don't you like headbang you've yeah. always got that box on your head like, <laughs> it's not like i have giant amount of stage fright or social anxiety or something about the music but it's like there is part of that where i like a lot of times it's i make this and then djs come and play so it's kind of sure. like like I said, there are people that write it off and they're like, oh, the guy with the Game Boy's here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not really playing a style of music where, you know, I doubt you can have the Game Boy on like a cordless thing where you can run around and headbang. You know, it's not really you conducive could, to that. that. Yeah, like yeah. it's not. Certain people do, like there's all kinds of, it doesn't really fit into a genre. It's kind of, 
chip tune, I guess, right. is what the like blanket or umbrella or whatever you want to call it is. Because there's like this band Anamanaguchi. Yeah, I've heard those guys. Yeah, yeah. They have like a Nintendo that plays crazy sounds, and then they're a four-piece band right. that plays along to the Nintendo. Right. Or there's um, Anova that plays like math rock. Okay. But his Game Boy is the keyboard and drum machine. And oh, that's cool. Plays crazy guitar along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there's like. Um, I always forget the name, but there's this one guy, he writes like orchestral music kind of type stuff with the Game Boys, synthesized it, like, but then when he plays live, people will be expecting to see this guy with like a Game Boy or whatever, sure. he hires an orchestra oh, and nice. has nice. like to a, recreate 16, it? a 16 piece band up oh, on stage awesome. playing his Game Boy songs. Have you, have you collaborated with anyone playing live instruments or have you um, wanted to? There's been times where I've like, um, played with drummers or, yeah. um, one of my friends' metal bands, I did a cover, a remix or one of their songs. And then so when they played, I play, I muted my drums and what I was pretending was the guitar. Okay. And okay. then their bassist had quit the band for a while. So I just so played the bass line yeah. for that song. And oh, they cool. had, so they were just like cycling through a few different bassists for that show. And, and you were one so of them. So I played the Game Boy bass. That's cool. There. That's cool.
So you just put out an album recently. Yeah, um, just December 20th or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or no, December 14th. It okay. Because it was Friday the 13th. Right. And there was like, I, one of my friends was putting on a music event and stuff. And it just felt, I kind of thought it'd be cool to put out an album on Friday the yeah, 13th. Yeah, yeah. But then there was a bunch of other stuff going on and I just didn't really focus on it. And then Saturday, <laughs> Saturday I woke the 14th, up and yeah. was like, oh, I should put out the album I cool. was going to put out yesterday. So do you put these out strictly digital, or do you put a physical release? I haven't done any physical stuff yet. I always kind of think it'd be cool, since it's a Game Boy, yeah, and it would like be doing weird, a right? retro thing that yeah. I could put out cassettes or something. A long time ago, my friend and I were talking about doing a split, yeah. and so we bought a bunch of one-hour-long cassettes, and we were each going to do a half-hour oh, yeah, music. Yeah. And then he moved back to the UK, and so I have this box of one-hour-long cassettes under my bed. You should, you should do it, yeah. And I'm like... I could do like I always what did I call it before? Oh, the eightest bits or okay. something like instead of <laughs> greatest, greatest hits, hits yeah, yeah. Eightest yeah, bits. yeah, like that. And just like pick my favorite. Like I've probably got an hour and a half worth of songs between yeah, yeah. my five albums or whatever. So pick my favorite hour worth or like most of my albums came with like a bonus song that was either a remix of a friend's song okay. or a cover or something. So I could put all those on yeah, cassettes yeah. where people that haven't heard them could hear them on the cassette or something. You should totally do that. Uh, I always encourage people to put out physical music because I don't listen to anything other than physical music. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, would encourage you to do that way. That, that'd, be, that'd be cool too because it's it's such a weird thing having old technology that's being reused to new technology and then being released on old technology. I can't remember if I have it with me. The one thing that I wanted to do for a while, yeah. So uh, a while ago, like I've gotten stickers made and I've yep. talked to some friends about patches and stuff. And then a while ago, I saw this guy making like these little figurines, and I swore I saw on his site contact me for commission work okay so i contacted him like hey man yeah. we should talk about a custom action figure and he was like <laughs> i don't know who you are i don't know what you're talking about i don't do commission work. yeah oh sorry i thought i saw it on your website and i just ran i sent him a picture of my box hat and was like, okay. this is okay. what i wanted to do and he was like that's actually really inspiring let's talk cool and i ended up being his first like commission work and so he made, he does, his company's called Trash Toys, and he does, like, these space warriors and different things like that. That's so awesome. So he kind of came up with this scatter pattern in space idea. That's awesome. And he made me these little figurines. So my idea was that I'd make a song where uh, you would buy one of these, okay. and then you automatically get to download the song, and then the figurine gets mailed to you. That's cool, yeah. So then you have a physical then, something. So that would yeah. be like my physical for right now. Yeah. I, I still think making cassettes would be cool because it's a Game Boy stuff and I could do funky colored cassettes and Definitely, really yeah. neat like, art and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, and the, this is cool merch though. It's cool because no one, I don't think anyone else no, has yeah, active figures. Yeah, it's just like a like, fun thing. To, yeah, and he's got like a little amp on his backpack oh, nice. and Game Boy in his hand and his own weird little ray gun. And like usually when I play live, re, like I, I used to wear a jean vest. Yeah. And then one day that jean vest disappeared. <laughs> And it disappeared the day I was going to play a show. Okay. So I just kind of, I'm going to play shirtless. I put out albums before where I was shirtless on the with cover. Just the box on the With head. just the yeah. box and stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'll just wear the box <laughs> and be shirtless for shows. And then yeah. I've got a tattoo that says thanks on my chest. So he just decided to put that on like the space. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely unique as far as, uh, as, far as merch goes. 
So if people have not heard you before, what's the best way to find your stuff? Um, it depends, like, because if people, I have my albums on SoundCloud just for streaming. Yeah. Or then you can download the album on Bandcamp, and if you download it on Bandcamp, it comes with, I make glitch art for every song and stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. So you can't download it from SoundCloud. You can only listen to it there, or then yeah, you can okay. download it on Bandcamp. So you'd rather people go to Bandcamp, I guess, right? Well, to get the if they want, yeah, just it seems like a more complete thing if they want the whole experience. Like I said, I make, I learned about this thing called data bending, where okay. you like take a picture and you open it as a text file. Oh, you cool. edit the text file and then open it as a picture again. So it's missing a bunch of stuff. Or? It's yeah, just scrambled and oh, that's glitched cool, yeah. out and stuff. And so I kind of. Like, it's the same thing where I think of the theme or the feeling of the song and just try and okay. find a picture on the internet that makes sense. And then mess it up. And then mess it up. Cool. That is cool. So what's the what's the Bandcamp uh, address? It's scatterpattern.com. Okay. All one word. So okay. Just, yeah. And then you have a show coming up in Winnipeg in the near future, right? Yeah, at uh, the Bulldog Pizza there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, with... Anthony Disalamide, I think I forget. I don't know exactly. I always forget how to say his. Yeah, no, you know, I had him on the show, and I had to ask him like multiple times. So I kept getting him. It's like a diethylamide or something. Because I feel so bad, and I can type it now. I know how to spell yeah. it now, but like saying it, it just it doesn't come off the tongue. And then um, he was talking to me, and when he he had just said the three of us, and was talking about the show, and I I like eventually asked him, oh, who who's is the who's the yeah. third guy? Yeah. And he said it's um, freaking snap. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. He's been on my show a bunch of times, and he, oh, okay. have you heard his stuff? I've heard his stuff, yeah. Yeah, he does everything live, and he's released like 400, 500 albums, and it's just, That's what I every heard, single one is incredibly yeah, prolific. It's really cool, yeah. Because yeah. I think I saw a post that you put, like, oh, who put out a new album this year, and he was like, do I? Yeah, because he'd do done I, 300 Do I count yeah. I put out 400 albums yeah, this year yeah. or whatever, yeah. No, he makes really cool stuff. That's, that's a cool lineup, actually. I think that, that, that all three of you do really experimental stuff. Yeah, with and that different was kind of what, I guess, Dithalamide was thinking that it'd be kind of a neat cohesive like yeah. a weird really niche experimental thing yeah and he'll be playing uh, some of his uh, audio visual stuff that he does right yeah and then all I've the 3d him, video things and things i've talked yeah. to him about he might put together just like some anime stuff for me or something cool. like that so there's video while i'm playing too and then I don't know what freaking snaps plan Not is. Sure, yeah, so yeah. You probably just sit there and make some bleeps and bloops. Yeah, should be yeah. an interesting evening. That's really cool. Have you done any video stuff on with your with your music in the past? Or? Um, yeah, my computer kind of crapped out for video work for okay. whatever reason, so I haven't done that in a while. But I used to, I just used Resolume, the VJ program, and I the one thing that I got really into was Riot footage. Oh, cool. For whatever okay. reason, and then so I put Riot footage on and then I'd blend it with 80s toy commercials. Okay, so there'd be stuff yeah. where there's like a cop would get hit in the face with a Molotov and then like a toy would come walking out <laughs> of a flat fire or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. And just weird things like that. And does that fit with the music pretty well? Like, do you think it's a good... I think it was like a neat as like aesthetic that way because there is like the aggressive stuff but it is also kind of fun and nostalgic. Yeah. So it kind well, and it's with the toy which a lot of people see, see yeah. the Game Boy as, right? So yeah, yeah. that's cool.
Check out the show, and they should check out your your Bandcamp and SoundCloud if they just want to listen. Yeah. Um, and if you want to hear I've more, got, oh, um, oh. sorry, no, no, I've got a bunch ahead. of videos on YouTube too. Like Sweet. I make some of my own glitched out music videos, or then, like I said, I used to record. I've started kind of doing it again, but I record uh, synth improv videos on oh, my cool. YouTube. Channel. I think I, I think I may have seen some of those. Yeah, yeah it, sounds, it sounds familiar. Um, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, including interviews with those guys that we just mentioned, uh, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 450 or so episodes are there for free download and streaming. Uh, you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM. And those are older episodes that get a second boost kind of a few months after they come out as a podcast. So, you know, it's the middle of winter now. might be spring or summer. Driving your car at midnight, all of a sudden this comes on. <laughs> people hear your stuff. And by then, you know, maybe you have a new record out. Maybe you got some more shows coming up. And it's yeah, kind of a cool like, bonus to... I got singles coming up. And, like, it's 2020, right? New yeah. Year. So I want to, like, a yeah. lot of DJs and producers and stuff that I've met are like, oh, I want to crush this year. Or sure. I think everyone so says wanna, that now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I want to, like, really work harder on my music. And I've been getting really inspired to try new things with my cool. gear. Cool. Yeah. Well, right now, yeah, I'm glad to finally meet you. I mean, I know I've yeah, been kind of following sure. your stuff online. And the Game Boy thing, just because, I mean, I've played a Game Boy, but that whole making music with it is, yeah. if I had the technical ability to solder and stuff, I'd probably want to try it out. But I think it's the thing's beyond me. I don't think I have a, that kind of brain. But it's cool that you're doing it, and I, hopefully more people hear it. Yeah.